0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, this is your sports nuts and beer guts podcast coming at you in the middle of November, November 13th episode. I don't know, 16, 17,
1: a lot more than many people expected us to hit. So true that
2: (laughs) they (laughs) said we couldn't
0: make it. Ah, look at us rising the ranks. I'm your host, Logan Bryant. Got a few things to say. But before I do, let's meet your sports nuts for this week. We got Christopher Collette and Matthew Hickman, gentlemen. How goes it? Uh,
1: doing a little better in Kentucky basketball right oh,
2: now. Oh, right, the gate. Here we go. Here we go. No mercy from Chris. Right <laughs> off the bat, I'm yeah, uh, doing just fine here. I'm gonna not make any side remarks yet. I'll hold off. <laughs>
1: I mean, do you not remember last week's episode? The the nonsense we had to listen to. I don't, I don't remember cool. that,
0: Chris. What was oh. the nonsense?
1: Um, uh, it was talking the about facts. the number one ranked team in college basketball. There was like Which 14 was, different references to Kentucky. Factually accurate. Not I did sure. say
2: something about have your moment and enjoy it, but I did not realize it was indeed going to just last for a moment. <laughs> a, a, I'm glad I got my moment in. You, you uh, did, man. <laughs> Hickman,
0: what do you got going on this week? How's life treating you?
2: Well, it's been a, a, uh, you know, a fun week. Um, uh, You know, something sort of bizarre. The other night, so Friday night, Alicia and I are hanging out. We've been watching like The West Wing. I don't know if you ever watched that show on uh, Netflix. Actually, pretty great. I've heard
0: it's really good, but I've never watched it myself.
2: Yeah, it is. It's, uh, I think, sort of like projects what the, like, I don't know, an ideal White House would be or something like that. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs)
1: I'm not uh, going there. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: I'm not saying it's ideal, but it's better than the one now. I'll go that far. Anyway. Um, sorry, we just lost some listeners. Um, anyway. Um, so we're sitting there and it's like, you know, Friday night we have we were uh, having some uh, vodka and uh, cranberry beverages. Sign me up. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up. Well, it's a text message from my old boss uh, saying, Hey, here's my address. I've moved. I want to make sure I get your Christmas card. I thought it was uh, pretty funny because a pretty good uh, Hickman family tradition is we have ridiculous Christmas cards. Uh, Alicia and I will go to Goodwill and find some obscene attire. Not obscene, absurd. (laughs) It's all, let's, let's get that clear. Uh, I mean, it basically looks like
0: one of those awkward family photos every year, but it really
2: does. A couple years ago, I shaved a terrible mustache and wore jorts and all denim. <laughs> An owl and on my head. Things like things like that. So anyway, uh, we kind of got a chuckle out of that. A few seconds later, my current boss's boss texts me and says, hey, I hope I get your Christmas card this year. OK, that's kind of weird. Obviously, they're having some sort of meeting. Over the next like minute, I get three more texts from random uh, upper-level leaders in my company saying, "Hey, I need your your uh, at ad- and here's my address. I need your Christmas card." <laughs> and then finally, someone on the executive team, like one of the 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 uh, chief officers of the company, sends me a text. It's like, "Hey, a Christmas card would really be great this year." So who knew that the my greatest achievement professionally is a terrible Christmas card?
0: Dude, you should probably just go and send them one to the White House because you know they want it. I mean at this point, you know everybody wants it. Just go. That ahead was and send the one. worst
2: Christmas card in the history of Christmas cards.
0: <laughs> oh, you meant that White House. No, I was talking about the Johnson Bible College White House. That's what <laughs> I was
2: talking about. Uh, I, that would yeah, probably be shot down there too. This fine former uh, preaching kid yeah anyway
0: Chris what you got going on this week
1: oh not much it's it's been a lovely weekend last weekend Uh-oh. had a homecoming at Tennessee Tech um had a good time realized I'm 33 and I can't binge drink for uh two straight days I can only do one day in a row so humbling experience <laughs> um last night had uh the Welcome to the big leagues kid I know I went to a freaking consignment cell, kids consignment cell. They're the absolute worst. Everything about them is terrible. Um, People say I can (laughs) complain a lot. so What? I know, it's shocker. Shocker to some, but let me complain about consignment cells. Um, They're the absolute worst thing known to mankind, especially the ones that let kids inside. So Some of them don't let kids inside, and those are the greatest things ever because I just get to sit in the car and do nothing, but when kids are allowed, my wife's like, Hey, just just have Jameson. You can put him in the buggy, and everything will be fine. Everything was not fine. The kid wanted every <laughs> damn toy he saw. He like pitched the biggest fit known to mankind because I wouldn't get him a Pittsburgh Steelers football helmet. Well,
0: it's like, good he's, taste. He's, he's that's literally a, ba- that's a battle worth choosing, right there, Chris.
1: It, it is. He's literally like sold that it's in the car, so he's like football helmet, car, and I'm like, yeah, we didn't get that big guy. Sorry. <laughs> He's still sold on. So, anyways, consignment sales for kids—worst things ever. Overpriced, crappy, stained clothes, um, toys that are—I mean, hell, I, would, I just give the toys away. Like literally, when we do a consignment list. Does a consignment sell? It's like any toy that annoys the crap out of us goes to it, and we part mark a price on there low enough that it sells, and then we also say if it doesn't sell, we don't want it back. So, right.
0: kids That's consignment
1: sells worst ever.
0: That's the key. Is it ain't coming back? So, you know, put it fifty percent off, eighty percent off. I don't care, but it's got to go because I ain't picking up. All I'm picking up is a check when I roll up in there in a week from now.
1: Exactly. Well, so real ahead, quick, go.
2: Chris, how uh, I've known you for what fifteen years? Yeah. Okay. Something that wow. has been yeah, we're old. Something that has I've got to say has been completely consistent in all fifteen years is that if Chris Collin does not want to be somewhere, you know it, and you know it in a hurry.
1: <laughs> speaking speaking <laughs> of not wanting to be somewhere.
2: Even if it's at work, Chris <laughs> not be somewhere. You know it.
1: Yeah, speaking of not wanting to be somewhere, um, I was extremely hungover Saturday um, late afternoon. I played around with golf Saturday morning, got really hammered. Um, go to a Mexican restaurant to get some food. And I think it's going to be just a chill. Get Mexican food, have a beer, try to like so like sober up, or just get your buzz back going. Just get get something going. And we sit at the bar at the Mexican restaurant. All of a sudden, we look over. There's karaoke at the Mexican restaurant, and not only is it karaoke, it's freaking seven year olds singing karaoke. They're singing Christmas songs. Like I'm, okay. I'm like well, the Grinch over horrible.
0: here. Yeah, not not okay. And I was Even sitting there. I was just
1: like, kid, that's awful. I was like, I don't even drink margaritas, but a margarita sounds good right now. I was like, I can't do this. And we had the worst service ever. It was just a oh, terrible Mexican restaurant experience. You are the Grinch, man. I am.
2: We have like a Chris complains segment of the week that may be a new, be very well, easy to do.
1: Probably.
0: probably. Well, I guess it's time to give the people what they want. We had, uh, I got a few text messages over the week. <laughs> Uh, I became a popular man this weekend. Kentucky decided to invite the Tennessee volunteers onto the football field, and we looked really, really good for about a quarter and a half. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, That's about it. And then all of a sudden, a backup quarterback showed up and whipped our high knees. Um, How's how's that feel? Well, we're we're used to it. Uh, (laughs) I think – I think more than half our losses this year have come at the hands of a backup quarterback. We yeah. should have beat. We should have beat Florida, and they brought in the backup. Should have yeah. beat Mississippi State, and they had a backup quarterback. Uh, should have beat Tennessee; they had a backup quarterback. Who? Let's just be real. Garantano has kicked our tails two years in a row. Um, but the yeah. big, the big kick in the old nutsack there <laughs> happened last <laughs> night. When Kentucky decided to invite Mr. Walter McCarty, who had won a national championship at Kentucky, had never lost a game in Rupp Arena, to bring his Evansville Aces into town. And we decided, you know, Mr. Walter, we'll we'll give you and your your boys $90,000 to come play because we are the number one team in the nation and we need somebody to beat up on.
1: Oh, timeout Hickman. Any guesses like where they were picked preseason in the Missouri Valley Conference? Eight. Yes. Winner.
0: (laughs) Well, They they won all of 11 games last year. And just to be frank, the Aces didn't come in and just start hitting lights out. They weren't dropping bombs from three-point land and we couldn't do anything about it. They weren't crisp with their passes and refused to turn the ball over because they had more turnovers than Kentucky. They shot 30% from the three-point line. They somehow out-rebounded Kentucky, even though their biggest starter, 6'9". And Kentucky, we got some injuries. We got some issues, clearly. But we got our tails kicked at home to Evansville, Indiana. And there's no other way to put it. This is the most embarrassing loss I think Kentucky has ever fa- has ever had, and I have won- gone wow. through the record books all morning. I cannot think of a worse <laughs> loss. Not even Tuesday. the Gillespie years. <laughs> Gillespie lost to Gardner Webb. That's bad. But we were ranked twentieth at the time. What were you ranked this time? Oh, numero uno. Oh. No. Ah. And the good news is we'll still be ranked numero uno for a couple more days. (laughs) Um, So for all the listeners out there who had to listen to me gloat last week, here's the deal. Yes, we got our tails kicked by Tennessee and by Evansville. Fortunately for us Kentucky fans, we have gone through this before. Almost the exact same week last year, I don't know if you guys remember, Kentucky was 7-1, football team ranked 11th in the country, at home, playing Georgia, SEC game day showed up, and Georgia kicked our high dents. But that's okay. Georgia does that. Two nights later, we decided as the number one team in the country to play Duke in basketball. Ooh. And I don't know if you guys remember, Duke scored 300 points against us <laughs> last year. Well, that was beat Lions us, coming out party. Beat us by about 90, and it was awful. But luckily we rebounded last year with that game against Tennessee and it was the biggest egg we laid Kentucky's best team ever and just got trashed by Tennessee last year. So I fully expect Kentucky to go into Vanderbilt stadium uh, this Saturday, get their tails kicked um, to finish That's off our,
1: happening. come on, man,
0: finish off our, our fine here, seven day run that we've had. So. I need a little pick-me-up. Gentlemen, let's make sense of the week, figure out what the crap is going on these days. So I don't know if you guys have seen, we've got some NCAA eligibility issues in both football and in basketball. Chase Young, who I think is the best football player in college football right now. I agree. Um, he looks like he's going to be suspended one more game, so two games total. He took a loan from a family friend. I mean, let's just be honest here, guys. <laughs> if Have you ever taken a loan from somebody you wouldn't consider a family friend? Um, and then James Wiseman decided to also take a loan from a family friend who happened to also be his head coach. Chris, <laughs> make sense of what's going on here with the NCAA eligibility of Chase Young and James Wiseman?
1: Um, Chase Young's the easier one to uh, make sense of. Um, he took a loan he probably shouldn't have taken. Um, the NCAA's or Ohio State's probably known about it for a while Ohio State looked at the football schedule and said Hey, right before we play Maryland and Rutgers back to back Let's just submit this to the NCAA He's paid his restitution That means the booster's giving him the money back So he can repay it um, And we'll suspend him Two games and everything will be good to go um, That actually happened And then in James Wiseman's situation That's a much more complex situation I personally can't stand Penny Hardaway so, I mean, I think you should probably just give Memphis the death penalty for giving the Bud <laughs> Adams double bird to uh, the NCAA. So, uh, yeah, I think Memphis deserves the death penalty. Although Memphis case is really intriguing because I don't know of any NCAA school that's actually just told the NCAA to go F themselves over a situation like this where they're like, no, we're not going to sit a player. We're playing him. So, yeah,
0: how how do you get a restraining order on the NCAA? Uh, uh Basically, you're just putting up the double birds and saying, "Listen, this is all going to be legal in a couple of years, so come get us." Higman, what do you make of Chase Young
2: and James Wiseman? I mean, any anything that comes out with the NCAA, I just assume they're wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> I just assume that somebody's messed that up, and yeah, no, he probably shouldn't have taken a loan from a family friend. I think the <laughs> the one with the if your coach happens to be the friend, friend, that's you, do a, do a better job of of avoiding interference. What you're going to try to do, but I don't know. I'm just so over these petty suspensions with the NCAA because all right, it's like the, the the Fab Five team that didn't you know that went to the Final Four two years in a row and they had their banners hidden away. We all know they went to the Final Four. We all remember the timeout against North Carolina. You could vacate vacated championship, but like use USC. They're they're championships that are vacated. They they still have them, right? In my opinion.
1: I mean, so, doesn't Louisville have like a national title in basketball here recently?
0: Has well, a national <laughs> championship? Yeah. I don't think they do, boys. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen a banner, but it does not exist.
2: It's so tough to to rewrite history. You have to retroactively go back and and dethrone someone. And memories are there. Moments are there. And those are the moments that tend to you know. Linger in people's memories are those of championships, and when it's at that, at that level, of, Ohio State could very well win the national championship this year, and something come down later and the NCAA come down and vacate that championship. But everybody will still remember that team that won the national championship. So, if it, if it's inevitable, play them. Whatever, I'm fine with the double guns of the NCAA.
0: Yeah, I think the I think Chase Young situation. Seems to me like Ohio State found out that, oh, this guy took money. We would rather go ahead and sit him a couple games now than have to forfeit a national title. So let's make that happen. James Wiseman, I don't – I mean, their defense is basically Penny wasn't a booster at Memphis. Um, Even though he was donating money to the the college, everybody knew he was going to be the head coach. He brought James Wiseman back to Memphis from Nashville because he was afraid of Calipari getting in a little too close with Wiseman. Um I think everything Penny did is going to be legal in a couple of years, to be honest with you. But it was definitely illegal at the time. People that are bashing James Wiseman, I don't understand this was all a Penny Hardaway thing. He did what he needed to do to get the best player in the country. Um but again, this is going to be legal in a couple of years. So if I'm Memphis, you keep fighting this and eventually what's the NCAA gonna do? Like, oh well we're gonna punish you even though that we this is gonna be legal in a couple of years. Um so I'm all about fighting the NCAA, to be honest. If you're – I mean, North Carolina, Louisville, these schools have proven that fighting the NCAA is truly the way to go. You don't self-punish yourself. So okay. I'm all for whatever any one of these
1: guys want to do. I mean, it's it's real similar to college coaches hiring um, a five-star recruit's brother or father to be an assistant coach
2: yeah.
1: to get the recruit. Yep. I mean, it's it's real similar. Yeah,
0: it's so. literally you're giving money to the family. You're just giving it to a different family member.
1: Right. Well, guys, Arkansas
0: decided to fire their coach. I don't know if you guys saw the the picture there of the stands. I'm confident there was less than 5,000 people in the stands at the start of their, their game on Saturday. But they've got a head coach vacancy in the SEC. Who in the world are they going to get?
2: I have no idea. Um, it. Arkansas should be I mean it's not a you know top tier program but it should be like a solid B job, right? It's really tough to win there. Or C. Uh, all right, let's split the difference. Let's go C plus. Is okay. it tough right. to win there though? Well, okay. Yes. But it's tough because you're a division, yes. And you don't have, you have no in state recruiting. You have proximity I mean, to Texas, but you're automatically best case scenario, what the fifth best program in the in your division?
0: I mean, Houston yeah. Nutt won there. Bobby Petrino won there. And I know that was before A and M joined the SEC, but
2: I don't know if those guys are terrible coaches.
0: I like But I'm saying I think know. the possibility to win there, I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's a Kentucky level job. Like I think
2: it's easier to win there than it is at Kentucky. I would agree. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying it's hard to win there, but it's not a terrible job. It's like the other side is you're in the SEC West and you, you know, get to recruit that you're playing against the best competition. So, you know, there's, there's some of that there. And it's a team that has some, hist- you know, some pedigree, some history. Um, I, but I think this Chad Morris hire somehow is falling in among like the worst hires of the past 15 years. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's up there with what DJ Durkin and Maryland and um, he was and 0 and 14 and SEC.
1: It's
2: unreal. Un- I mean, yeah. Butch Jones was significantly better. I mean, we, I know uh, Logan, you, you showed us this stat a long time ago that, and a first time head coach coming into the sec that had never been a, a head coach, um, in, you know, FBS football, the, the success rate is really low. Um, more often you're, you're Chad Morris than you are somebody who's done well. So they've got to find some stability. They, whoever they hire next needs to be somebody who's, uh, at least had a track record of uh, in big games and in uh, you know, a big conference. I don't know. Throw some money, at less miles. I have no idea. They need stability. They need something. <laughs> I'm not Chris, saying it's a good idea, but seriously. Chris, I'm seeing
0: names like Gus Malzahn, Lane Kiffin. Any of these guys taking the job?
1: Um, Gus, there's no way in hell he's taking. As I said last <laughs> week, I, it wouldn't shock me if he left Auburn, left Auburn because Auburn's its own dumpster fire. Um, but Florida State's infinitely better job right now it's not even close i mean florida state he's recruiting the same recruits he recruits at auburn he plays clemson and a bunch of pancakes every year i mean there's a legit possibility in the acc this year that they won't have a single top 25 team except for clemson so the orange Mm -hmm. bowl committee is just going to get to pick a random team to be in the orange bowl
2: (laughs) mike forrest may go to the orange bowl
1: that's that's a legit scenario um so he's not going to arkansas i know he's from arkansas but He's not going to Arkansas. Um
0: Vegas tells us Mike Norvell is the uh is the
1: leader of the clubhouse. Yeah, I don't I don't oh, think yeah. he's going. Yeah, why um,
0: would he go to Arkansas? Yeah, exactly. That's it's
1: it. and a lot of these coaches like I mean Chad Chad Morris was he was successful at SMU, very successful. Um in a short stint there, but he he did improve the program. But Chad Morris is never going to get a a Power 5 FBS school like a legit school like off a head coaching job. So why would Norvell, who I mean he he's on a list of candidates that people like, why would he go to a situation? It's just a losing situation. If I'm Arkansas, uh, Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, those are probably two names I'd go after. Um,
2: you call Mike Leach.
1: Um yeah, my, Mike Leach. He's proven he can win at um at a B level school in a conference, and Lane Kiffin. Ah, He's something. I don't know what he is. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that's if, a good higher, but But if you're Arkansas right now, um, you could do a hell of a lot worse than Lane you Kiffin.
2: Could, you could,
1: yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know where they go. I don't know that they know Some, where they're going.
2: Somehow Arkansas has gotten to a point where Lane Kiffin would bring credibility.
0: But isn't Arkansas's problem they're gonna go after Florida State's leftovers? Like that's my problem. I feel like Arkansas feels like they're they're mentioning guys that are also mentioned for a florida state job but everybody in america knows arkansas and florida state are not near the same jobs but that's what arkansas no. fans expect and want i mean to be fair i thought the chad morris hire was a good one it turned into be billy clyde going back to kentucky basketball um, yeah and they're smart but, to
1: get out when they did i mean right there's no sense in dragging that on
0: yeah well i don't know if you guys saw the headlines making sense of uh of some more sports headlines here this week. Steven a Smith is making $8 million a year with his new deal at ESPN. Hickman make some sense of Steven. A is he worth $8 million
2: a year? I don't know if I can make as much sense as he does commentating on the NFL (laughs) and current state of all that, but I don't know why they're deciding like it's it's a crazy amount of money. I've, don't know how many people that I've talked to that just love Stephen A. Smith. I don't really th- know that I know anyone that thinks he's incredible. That's uh, a good point. I literally I, don't know anybody that loves Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, but ESPN, man, they just love to roll him out there. I think part of the reason, like, they have him on so many things that I don't know that he could do a good job at the NFL. Like, remember back in the day, ESPN really loved. Come him. on, man! <laughs> That's the best segment on ESPN
1: you got, you got excuses him. over here for
2: him I I never said he's good man I'm just saying that if he's got a comment on everything from hockey to boxing to the NBA to it, but I was just say is remember like 1990s ESPN they always like to let the host comment on their favorite sports or things that they had interest like um uh, Charlie Steiner whenever it was boxing Charlie Steiner would show up and have some something to say about that I don't know I I, I like that um, but obviously, he doesn't care about it. He doesn't need to be talking about it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Stephen A. needs to talk about basketball. But to be fair, the guy, is, for some reason, brings ratings. Almost every week, a rant of his gets tweeted into my timeline on Twitter. Um, you so need to start brings...
1: unfollowing people for doing that.
0: <laughs> good, good call. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I assume... Disney, ESPN aren't idiots that he is. He is worth the eight million that they're paying him. Yeah. But let's just be fair. I I generally do not know anybody who loves who loves or even likes Stephen A. His rants don't even make sense. I mean, he had all those NFL issues last year where he was talking about games and guys were on IR six weeks prior. Um, different teams,
1: yeah. On different teams, yeah.
0: Different teams, yeah. So I mean, I I don't get it, but I assume ESPN knows what they're doing something that i clearly know the team knows what they're doing came out this week the houston astros i don't know if you guys are familiar with that team but i believe they're decent at baseball well supposedly they're decent at baseball because they've been stealing signs <laughs> what somebody makes sense of this what is going on with the astros
1: um this is <laughs> this is such a complex issue uh th- there's been rumblings and grumblings. Uh, the Yankees this year in the postseason said they heard whistling in the dugout, um, basically calling out off speed pitches. Um, if you watched any videos on Twitter, there's a clear banging noise whenever there's an off speed pitch coming, and there's nothing when there's a fast fastball coming. <laughs> um this is um I know both neither one of y'all really like baseball much, but this is nope, basically uh this is basically the spy gate on steroids. Um, spygate it was just practice stuff it never actually i mean i guess the closest explanation or comparison to football would be if you literally had the play call play call that's called into the quarterback if you have the the audio feed of that um it's a huge deal as far you can't like go back and take a world series away i mean as we talked earlier that that's just dumb but in baseball you have to have a minor league system and they're gonna hammer if they can prove this which I mean, Twitter's basically already proven it's true. <laughs> um, they're going to absolutely hammer the, the the Astros. They're they're gonna. I mean, they they could make them sit out the entire draft.
2: Wow.
1: Um, for a year, they'd not be able to sign international free agents for one, maybe more than one year. Uh, first round picks, they could take one, two, three of them. As far as a monetary fine, I don't. None of that matters. I mean, it's you're talking about <laughs> fining billionaires a, a couple million dollars. It doesn't what? work. I know. Um, but as far as the punishment goes, I mean, it's going to be a substantial punishment. And the manager, um, he's he's been such a prick about it, like publicly making fun of people that like accuse them of it, that well, I, I think they're coming down on him too.
0: So I've got two questions for you, Chris, because you're right, I'm not a baseball guy. One, is this isolated? Are the Astros the only team doing it? And two... When players get traded and get dropped and other teams sign, like, how is this just now coming out? Because everything has been going on for a while. It wasn't a one year thing. It was very orchestrated. They got, you know, video cameras and stuff. So, like, how is this one not coming out until now? And then, two, are the Astros the only team in in the MLB doing this?
1: Um, As far as the only team in the MLB doing it, um, there's no telling. I mean, everybody wants to get the advantage. Um, But using using the a video feed that's literally in-house only. Um, <laughs> it's allows well, you to
0: do certain things. Huh? Yeah. Wow. And
1: and the pitcher that kind of came out and, and brought this to light, he uh, he's a former Astros player and he pitched for him in 2017 when they won the world series since 2017, he's moved on to different teams and his ERA against the Astros is over 10 um, in the last two years. <laughs> So that could be some reason why he's kind of brought it out. He's not a great pitcher. I mean, his ERA is probably four and a half, um, but still it's not 10. Um, Right. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a huge deal for baseball. And I, I don't know. I'm curious to see what they actually do.
0: It's why I will never watch another baseball game again. (laughs) Jesus. They got steroids. They got video cameras dealing. that. (laughs) And the right, problem
2: with baseball has always been a moral one. It's always been that moral quandary that I have, ever <laughs> since the, uh,
0: the old White Sox gate back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Huh. Let's move into some Chug rapport action. My notes here say, in honor of Tennessee beating Kentucky, but evidently I think Chris <laughs> may have misspelled Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: That's funnier than it should be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kentucky rolled out a wide receiver at quarterback, and unfortunately it did not work as well as it did last time. Uh, the eight plays that he had were somehow discovered by all the Tennessee defensive players, and they were calling out Kentucky's plays by the end of the game. Um, Chuck Sipper Tennessee's own Jack Daniels, Matt Hickman.
2: So, one of the coolest things, uh, I've, I've been fortunate to travel a lot. And you're been like, say, I was, I remember being specifically in a bar in Prague, Czech Republic. And over on the wall is a sign for Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. And that's pretty awesome. And literally anywhere in the world, you can see those signs in, like, I've seen them in Indonesia and Kenya and all over. It's pretty great to see Tennessee. There's even a, a place. And this tiny town I was in in Kenya they called the Club Tennessee. Tennessee was spelled with an A on the end. That's okay. Uh <laughs> <What>? Tennessee? <laughs> T-E-N-N-E-S-E-A. Or T-E-N-E-S-E-A. The Club Tennessee. I took a picture in front of it. It's pretty great. Um, so I like that that small thing has made our proud state uh, international. Um, but on top of it, yeah, I like the product. So I'm a fan. Chris, what
0: say you on some Jack Daniels Chuck Zipper pour?
1: I'm going to sip it. Um, if you ever have a good chance to visit distillery, highly recommend it. Fun tour. Um, good to know. Really good tour. It's it's, it's maybe 30 minutes from my house. I've only been twice. Should go more often. It really is fun. Um, so I'm sipping it because the tour is fun and Jack Fire is approximately 1 million times better than Fireball. So.
2: Shots I'm gonna you love fireball that's quite a
1: i, I did at one point in my life and i don't like the shots anymore <laughs> hangover for days but uh i'm sipping it because i i just don't like whiskey when i first started drinking uh alcohol well a friend of y'all's a friend of mine actually but i don't know if you claim it or not chris comer nope he uh Sorry, he used comer. to drink <laughs> he used to drink george wow. Dickel. um Oh, and that was no. the first thing I actually got drunk off of, and I puked my guts out. And ever since then, whiskey, bourbon, doesn't matter. I'm not drinking it unless it a, has a little cinnamon to it. So uh, I'm going to sip it.
0: Well, As a good friend of mine, Chris Stapleton and Justin Timberlake once said, I've got Jack, I've got Jim, I've got all of them friends. to Drink me away. I'm probably going to hit the top of the charts for that one. Um, Absolutely. Wow. Jack Daniels is not bourbon. We all know bourbon is highly superior to Tennessee whiskey. But speaking of uh, George Dickel, I took my dose of Humble Pie, and I was drinking some George Dickel tonight. I'm okay <laughs> with Jack Daniels. My biggest problem and why I am going to sip on the Jack Daniels. I, I do like Jack. Uh, I actually prefer Jack to Jim Beam. But when I go to you know some resort in Mexico or anywhere outside the United States. And I go to a bar and I say, hey, what bourbons do you have? Let me see your bourbon list. It's always Jack Daniels. <laughs> Jack Daniels is not Kentucky bourbon. So for that, I'm sipping it. Because for some reason, Jack Daniels has become the norm for bourbon throughout the world, and that is not okay.
2: I'm going to pour out you going to an all-inclusive in Cancun and asking for a bourbon list.
1: Amen. <laughs>
2: <Hey>, <laughs> you should know better, sir. Uh,
0: true, true. <laughs> All right, Hickman. Chug, sip, or Right now, my wife is... Uh... In a room right next to me, watching the CMA awards. Chuck Semper pour the CMAs going on oh, right now, yes. right down the road in Nashville, Tennessee.
2: Pour, pour, <laughs> pour it all out. Oh, I'm not a fan of award shows, for one. I'm not a country music fan, which I know is heresy. Mm. Um, I mean, there are artists I like but on the whole like I feel like there's nothing worse than Florida Georgia Line so uh, yeah the whole thing I, I'm, I, I'm not watching an award show for one I'm definitely not watching the CMA Awards for oh, it oh. out
0: but would Sorry, you go so to the CMAs
2: if I was given for free if I had no expense sure I would go I like experiences that doesn't mean I'm going to sit and watch it on TV <laughs> I used to work with
0: a guy. He was like in his mid sixties. His daughter was in her, like she was in college at the time. And for some, somehow, I don't know how we ever got this hookup, but he became a seat filler for the CMAs and he filled seats for people that were going to either present or to perform. So they always got to sit in super good seats, like the first 15 rows. And they were always sitting next to super famous, you know, popular people, um, And he's he's got to move around, depending on who is performing, sitting next to him. I don't know how he got that deal, but it seemed like a pretty good one at the time. But I'm with Hickman. I'm not watching these things. I don't care about these things. I'm actually pouring it out because there will be uh, about every year my wife is going to have some sort of song or rendition that she's going to record and make me watch 47 million times till the end of eternity and i don't care i'm not a country music fan pour out the cmas chris what are you doing
1: i'm pouring it out hey um, I, agree. Yes. I love i love country music but i don't love this country music um I, I don't know how you have an award show in 2019 and tyler childers isn't even nominated for anything amen guy's kind of good um cody jinx is another guy really good music and there's nothing there um I mean, if you want to go one step further, Jason Isbell. If you want to consider him country, I think he is. Um, <laughs> he's nothing to be said. I mean, you have Florida Georgia Line. You have a bunch of really shitty, shitty artists, shitty bands. Uh, you have a handful of decent ones, but for the most part, it's just honor and terrible country music. Like, just I, it's a joke. So pour it out.
0: All right, guys. Quickly, I don't know if you guys saw Disney Plus came out yesterday. Dun dun dun. Chug, Sip, or Pour, the new streaming service from Disney, Disney+. Plus. Chris, where are you at?
1: I'm going to somewhere between uh, Sip and Chug. Uh, first movie I went on there to watch was The Mighty Ducks, and it's not available <laughs> yes. yet. So uh, I was,
0: what? what do you mean yet? It's I got
1: possible. a VHS, come on. <laughs> it says you can watch a trailer, and it says available, I don't know, July or 2020 oh, or January so 2020 nice. or something, so. It's not yet available. That's the only reason I'm not chugging it. Um, It's cool. Um, I'm probably going to get in trouble if my wife ever listens to this. But it's basically something I can just turn on and my kid can watch it so me and my wife can have sex. So oh, it's...
0: The old babysitter, huh? Yeah.
1: Loving some Disney Plus for that purpose.
0: <laughs> Hickman, is Disney Plus served the same use in your household?
2: I'm not touching that, but uh, that's a return on investment <laughs> economics I should. I think the Christian dive into there for eleven ninety nine. I mean, hey, that's feel like commentary should be banned on. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm I'm fine with it. Like, I mean, I'm gonna sip it, I guess, for the content. Um, I saw that they due to the formatting, like some of the. Like visual jokes in The Simpsons are cut off, that they would do. So they would, you know, change some of that. Um, but I guess the main thing is like, how many streaming services am I supposed to have? Like, I guess cable was terrible, right? Satellite's awful, and now cutting the cord is going to is like it's also becoming terrible. Like this, I I have yet to find a way to be a happy consumer of. These products, and maybe that's just me being a curmudgeon like Chris or whatever. Figure it out, guys. I don't want to have to subscribe to to Amazon and Hulu and (laughs) Netflix and Apple and Disney and ESPN Plus and whatever else it is. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to chug some Disney Plus because I found out today while I was at the Verizon store. That if you are on the Verizon, maybe it's just the unlimited people, but you get free Disney Plus for a year. So I was getting ready to cancel my Netflix to do the Disney Plus thing with the Hulu. It was cheaper, yada yada yada. But tonight my kids got to watch one episode of Tailspin
1: and one oh, ex- episode show.
0: of the uh Chippendale the
1: Rescue Rangers. Oh, wow. Jameson was <laughs> that's what Jameson's watching when I get home today.
2: Oh man. Loved I bet it. I still know the whole theme song to that yeah
0: that was a good one i mean and we had the nintendo game the sega game that went with it the Chippendale game oh yeah so i'm i'm chugging some disney plus but hickman you're right we we have all um we've spent the last 10 years unbundling our lives just to pay twice as much to subscribe to rebundle everybody else yeah um but i'm a big fan of the disney if nothing else just for the nostalgia all right guys um we got us, uh, a, a, a subscriber submission here on the Facebook page, uh, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts page. Somebody brought to our attention that Dan Mullen's wife is still kissing players on the mouth. And by players, I mean every single one, every single game at the University of Florida. Hickman, chug, sip,
2: or pour? I mean, obviously I'm pouring that. That's just <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like as a player it'd be uncomfortable as Dan all in it would be uncomfortable as Steve Spurrier it should be uncomfortable I don't know man I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm out it's just it's weird and unsanitary I'll just go with that (laughs) so you wouldn't be okay if your wife came up to you and said hey Matt I need to
0: kiss all of your employees on the mouth every morning before work
2: I would not be a fan, believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, and I'm all for, you know, there being that, like, great, know, whether it's a parental motherly presence for the for the players to have that, you know, another, another figure going can be a, a mom for them. But you know what you don't do? Kiss your mom on the lips. <laughs> Amen. After a certain age. I mean, and it's below. A certain 21. age is like
1: four. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. They, 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 uh, we're not. You're not playing D one football. Ah, it's just weird. I'm pouring it out. <laughs> Someone may be playing with a D. Chris,
1: who you going with? <laughs> junk, zip, or poor? I'm I'm whatever Hickman just said, I I'm same. Poor, it's it's weird. Um I kiss my three year old kid and I kiss my two and a half month old kid.
2: Right, you should.
1: And I kiss my wife and uh How that's about the only it? people in my life that I'm kissing these days. So uh yeah, I'm pouring all it pouring it out. It's it's weird. Granted, it's, it doesn't look as weird if you're watching the video, but those still shots that you see, they not look good. super creepy.
2: <laughs> she kissed kiss him on the forehead. That's fine. On the cheek. I feel like it's real different. But.
0: No, no. She can't kiss him on the forehead. Dan Mullen has a stressful job, boys. He's not home very often. Mama, <laughs> Mama Mullen has decided that she's got access to 85 strapping young men Oh my gosh. Work out for a living. Uh, I'm going to sip this because this is probably keeps Mr. Dan out of the doghouse. Um, but let's just be honest in 2019. How is this legal? How is this okay? How does the university of Florida allow this? I don't know, but that video cracks me up every week that I see it. All right, guys, we're going to walk into our last chug saber pour here. We have all committed to enter the 2020 Knoxville Covenant Health Half Marathon, 13.1 miles of need for speed. Hickman, chug sip or pour the 2020 Knoxville Half Marathon.
2: Oh, I'm chugging it. I'm chugging it. Uh, I am just such a dysfunctional person that I have to have some sort of goal in mind regarding my physical fitness or that's not, that's really an exaggeration, physical fitness. Just, you know, I need to have some extra motivation to keep me from turning into, you know, just a walrus. So, you can uh, say my name. It's okay. <laughs> uh, say, <laughs> whatever, my name, man. say my name. <laughs> you saw me when we were at the Preds game this past year, that was, this rough. So, uh, lost some weight this year. Um, and need to, need to keep a little bit of momentum going. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I ran a half marathon a long, long time ago. And uh, hopefully can can trudge through it this year at a really, really slow pace. I'm excited about it.
0: Chris. Chuck Zip report your first half marathon coming in 2020.
1: Well, I'm going to chug it. On a previous podcast, I said yeah. I would do one in 2020. Yep. And I'm a man of my word. No more half of a half. Uh, I'm going to do the whole yeah. half. Uh, looking forward to it. I, I've had a gym membership uh all year, Ooh. and I uh, I use Did, my gym me- go? membership. I go about once a month. They um, say you can't hide money. Well, pretty much. Um, but yeah. So I uh I'll actually get to use my gym membership coming up when it's cold outside to uh, try to stay in somewhat a decent shape. Um, I know it's not well running on treadmills, not like actually running, but uh, yeah, like I'm still
0: a round I'm, shape.
1: I'm pr- pretty excited about it because I am, I am not in the best of shape myself right now. I'm probably weighing a solid two thirty five, maybe a little more. I'm um, only five nine, so that's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm chugging it. Need to lose some. I would love to be under two hundred pounds. Oof. Um, I just have this sweet tooth, like sugar addiction that just gets me every time. Those like five dollar. Two pound bags of Sour Patch Kids at the dollar store. <laughs> they really, they really kick my ass. You, let me you tell do you. Love
2: Sour Patch Kids. I do. Uh, I pick good. one of those
1: up a week almost. It's kind of embarrassing, but uh, it's so nice. I'm gonna have to hold off those. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited to actually. Have Let's something to, to like, like some kind of competition. Like, yeah. I hopefully I can kick Kickman's ass. So Ooh. that'll be my motivation. Uh, hey, we'll have to make a bet on this one. I,
0: uh, I like
1: it. I like it.
0: I'm I'm sipping the Knoxville half. I've I've run it
1: twice. There are a couple of hills. Aren't you fancy? That uh, he's the ab- athlete of the
2: group.
0: Absolutely sick. Um, my biggest complaint with the Knoxville half, if it's, is that it's in March every year, and March in Knoxville could be thirty degrees or it yeah. could be seventy degrees. It, uh, you just never know. But regardless, it means you got to train all winter long, and I hate running on a treadmill, so I run outside. Yeah. And running outside like this week when it Ooh.
1: snowed not happening.
0: Absolutely sucks. So yeah, that's, that's so my fun. biggest complaint with the Knoxville half is just the timing of it. All right, guys, let's break down a couple uh big games we got coming up this week. First big game, we got number four, Georgia, going to number twelve Auburn. Georgia's a two and a half point favorite. Hickman, how do you see this game going?
2: So, uh, by the way, I think can we can we hit on it real quick that last week we nailed the bets, like we nailed our our big game
1: predictions. I've so, been nailing them all year, so why was that a surprise?
2: Did we not? I thought we did.
1: I whiffed on the Alabama one.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I got them all right then. Maybe okay. that's what I'm trying to say, Chris. I, I got them all idiot. right last week. So
1: a I think t- I Tennessee like game them. we nailed. uh, yeah. what was the NFL game. Uh, that was, it was the it was Monday night. Yeah, we nailed yeah. it too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was within like a point or two of the score for Tennessee, Kentucky. So I'll, I'll brag about that. For once. Humble brag. I like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> um, all right. So, so this one Auburn's defensive front is phenomenal. Um, George is going to struggle with it. Um, I still think Georgia finds a way to win because I don't trust Auburn to score enough points. This is going to be another low scoring game. If, if from, plays mistake-free football um i think george, georgia can win and w- well i think Georgia's going to win either way but they could win and cover pretty easily if uh if he plays mistake-free football i'm going to say Georgia wins i'm going I'm to say they win and cover um take george in the points but the under on that Ooh. weird combination but
1: chris you like the bulldogs this week uh no i don't i'm gonna go with auburn yeah, give me the two and a half points uh, the freshman quarterback, I think he's pretty decent. Um, and he's been really decent at home. On the road, he's not been that good. So uh, this game's at Auburn. So I like the chances there. As Hickman said, low scoring game, good chance of that. It's going to be last possession. Um, and it's not necessarily who has the ball last. Who, who has the yeah. lead with five minutes to go, I think, the most important thing. Because both defenses will step up when it matters, I believe. So give me the under. Give me Auburn plus two and a half like it.
0: Yeah, I'm with Chris. I'm taking Auburn on this one. Uh Auburn's two losses are uh, at Florida and um who is the other one? At Auburn, LSU. yeah. Uh at Auburn, or, yeah. <laughs> could could have lost at Auburn. Um so I it's a super low scoring game. Auburn's not going to let anybody score. I just don't think Georgia's great. And so give me the home team plus two and a half we have another battle of top 25s we got oklahoma number 10 in the country going to baylor the 13th ranked team in the country oklahoma here's a 10 point favorite uh who do you guys think wins and is there any chance either one of these teams find their way into the playoffs chris collette
1: um last part of that no there's no chance either team makes it to the playoffs as far as who wins uh I guess give me Baylor plus 10. Uh, don't like it a lot, but at the same time, uh, I think 10 points is a lot to give a halfway decent Baylor team. Uh, Baylor's well coached. Uh, usually when I'm picking games, I kind of look at the coaches more than I look at the actual teams uh, for better or worse. And uh, give me Matt Rule plus 10 points, and I, I think it's going to be a winner. So give me Blair, Baylor in the points, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the under. I don't think it's going to be overly high scoring. I think Baylor's going to milk the clock as best they can so uh, to shorten the game. So that's my picks.
0: Yeah, who knew Matt Rule was going to be a great coach there? But I believe that is working out quite nice. Higman, who you got? Oklahoma at Baylor. So I,
2: I I like Oklahoma to win, but Baylor to cover. I do think that's too many points. If it were seven, I would go Oklahoma. Um, Fair. I think it's a pair of even teams. Um, well, I. It's one of those, I don't want to overthink it. Like, Oklahoma wins these games. Baylor doesn't. Um, But 10 points is too many. So, simple as that.
0: Boys, give me Oklahoma. They win by three touchdowns. This game's not even close. Um, I'm taking Oklahoma on the road. I think they're really good. They had their one stumble with Kansas State. They were still able to put up points. So, I'm taking, taking Oklahoma on this. Let's move our way into the NFL for the last game of the week here. The four and six Chargers go to the six and four Chiefs, where the Chiefs are only a three and a half point favorite at home on Monday night football. Hickman, who do
2: you got? I think the Chiefs are angry about last week, It's, it's actually that at, re-
1: at Los Angeles, which is basically. Yes, so it's Kansas a home, City. Game the yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> home game for the Chiefs. Yeah. It's <laughs> still a home game for the Chiefs.
2: Thank you. Chris. Yeah, that's a good point you're playing the Chargers, you could have a home game on the moon and, or your game on the moon and still be a home game. Anyway, um, Chiefs are angry after their debacle last week. Um, they do have a just a run defense is just horrible. Um, so Melvin Gordon probably has a pretty big game. Um, but I, I think the Chiefs just uh, – I think there's an offensive display. I think they don't take their foot off the gas pedal. Uh, Kansas City uh, and the over.
0: Chris, did you notice that in our fantasy league, Hickman just traded Eckler and then swore about how good Melvin Ingram was going to be in this game.
1: Melvin Gordon. Yeah.
2: Melvin Gordon. I got too.
1: uh, yeah, I did. I did notice that
2: well, I made the trade. I have, I guess I was wrong, but I think they're going to use Gordon a lot. So that's,
1: I hope so. I I don't know where to go on this game. Cause I can see, a, a, I can see this game going a million different ways. Um, the Chiefs kind of look like a team that the bye can't get here soon enough. I feel like they're physically, mentally just exhausted. Um, you kind of saw that against the Titans. The Titans literally just played bully ball against the the Chiefs and just punched them in the mouth and just kept punching them in the mouth. Uh, Derrick Henry looked like a stud that he looks like about four games out of the year. Uh, and then with the Chargers, um, Phillip Rivers looks hurt. He looked like he looked god awful against the Raiders. I mean the Ra- like they ran the ball really good and Philip Rivers kept throwing it to this free safety for the Raiders. I don't know <laughs> who he was throwing it to. Like the ball was just floating right to the like just he was overthrowing everything. He has an ugly ass throw anyways, but he he didn't look good. I mean when I look at the quarterbacks, Mahomes is approximately 470 times better than Philip Rivers. <laughs> um but, but when you look likeable? At, But when you look at, like, Kansas City's defensive line versus the running backs of uh, San Diego, San Diego Diego can't control the clock and wear them down and score that way. Uh, I don't know how to go in this game. I'm going to go over because I think both teams are going to score points. Uh, I think the over under is 52, so I'll go over. And as far as the team, uh, I like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback, so – Give me Chiefs minus uh, whatever it is, three and a half. But don't feel great about it.
0: Yeah, I don't think – I mean, obviously the Chiefs have lost four games. I don't think they are on fire. I don't think they're great. I just don't think the Chargers are good. Uh, I don't think Phillip Rivers is good this year. He's pretty much had as many interceptions as he's had turnovers. Um, Touchdowns. Touchdowns, that too. He has had it exactly the same amount of interceptions as he's had turnovers, believe it or not. Um, some, I I like the chiefs on this one. I do think this Monday night game is, is enough that I think both teams are pretty pissed. The chiefs would much rather play this game on Sunday so they can get to their bye week next week. Um, the chargers, I mean, I, I, I think they're still trying to figure out what's going on in the backfield. Um, what's going on with Phillip rivers. Um, so there's too many question marks for me there with the Chargers. So I'm so I'm taking the Chiefs, uh, and the three and a half. I think they they win by a touchdown or more. And that's what I have to say about that, gentlemen.
2: Oh. Real quick, have we made any progress in the past week in, on buying the Chargers? Anybody have any luck? Oh, anybody?
1: Um, I, I saw a text messages this week talking about donating money to GoFundMe's and. Yes, the answers to that were not pretty, so probably not.
0: Oh uh, wow, wow! <laughs> well,
2: I'm. I, I currently have a junior Sale jersey for sale on eBay, so
1: uh, hoping that I comes I can, through, boys. I put oh. my Ryan Leaf one on sale. At least he's still alive. Can't be
2: selling that oh thing. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, I'm strategically selling certain jerseys. Jake Locker's out there too. <laughs>
1: you might get a concussion if you try it on. <laughs>
2: Well,
0: for our, for our fans out there on the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts Facebook page, uh, Sports Nuts Pod on, on the Twitter, if you are not happy with my hopefully remorseful tone this week for talking about how awesome Kentucky was, uh, feel free to, to blow me up, let me know about it. <laughs> Preferably let Chris know about it because um, he likes to handle our social media stuff. For next week, we're coming back at you. If you got some more Chug Sip or pours, let us know. This has been a fun one, gentlemen. This has been the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast.